you know, the, we are number one. Like, we're the number one podcast. Like, our podcast is far more superior than any other podcast. You want to know why our podcast is way more superior? Why is that, Mr. Viper? Because we have the 18 to 35 demo. We have the 18 to 35 demo. Like, we have the highest demo, which means we have the best podcast in the whole entire world because our demo is higher. Our 18 to 35 demo is higher. It doesn't matter how many streams the other podcast get. We have the bigger demo, which means we're number one, which means we beat everything because we have the better demo. We have the demo that everybody's trying to go for, 18 to 35. We have that. So it means we win. Like, no matter if, like, there's people out there with millions and millions of streams, we win because we have a better demo. We win. We win tonight. We win. We're the best podcast. There, say less. We win. Yay! Does that mean we're demo gods? That means we're, we're beyond demo gods. Yay! This is so great. We're, we're, we're the things that made gods. Yay! We win. We win. That's great. That's a victory lap there. Woo! We win. We <laughs> We win because we won the demo. Not because we have more viewers, because we won the demo. That's how we win. That's how it works now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. So, how are you? Um, getting over getting sick, but uh, then I'm alright. Oh, At least you don't have the, the thing. I think I actually had the thing. <laughs> I don't think you had the thing. Because <laughs> if you did, you would be down right now. You would be like really bad and you would feel sicker than you think that you feel now. It would be really bad. Okay. It's extremely bad. It's, it's extremely bad. It's extremely yeah. bad. My brother-in-law had it. My brother-in-law okay. still not over it three weeks after it. He's still bad. They sent him to the hospital and they said, yeah, well, this is just a side effect of having it. And he's still bad. He can't even go back to work because he's over it after after three weeks. Has oh. all three shots. All three shots. Has all of them still fucked up from, from it. But, I mean, you know, if you had it, you, you, you would be, be down worried. and you would know it. You would know it. You would, you would know it. It's bad. It's really bad. Well, these are just side effects from the the booster, so like I should be better, hopefully by tomorrow. Oh no, you'll be you'll be better in four days. They give you four days, and then you go back to work because that's how it is. You have to go back to work in four days because <laughs> you know if you have COVID, fuck it, you gotta get over that shit. Get your ass back to work. That's how it works now. It's yeah. Everything. Speaking of back to work, somebody came back to work. By God, did that person look great? Yes, hundred percent, dude. John Moxley showed back up to kick off AEW, and he looked twenty years younger. He looked he looked like he lost weight. He looked good. Like I see Moxley, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like this was. 
this was pre-shield looking moxie i'm like yeah what the fuck dude like we had have a running joke that fucking sam roberts looks like him since he shaved his head they look nothing alike anymore they look nothing alike like this john moxley like he looks fresh it's like he looks like i seen him and i was like what the fuck like this is three months after the last time we seen him that like he was looking big bloated monster and it was like okay well i mean eh, eh. this is like a skinny just reinvigorated john moxley i'm like what the fuck can't wait to see him in the ring congratulations for getting better you know man keep up that good work box yes and the first thing he said was get that fan the fuck out of here the one that was heckling him <laughs> yeah fucking <laughs> fucking great comeback great comeback like, I was actually shocked like I was literally in shock like just watching Moxie just like Dude, he looked so different. Yes. It's like that disease was beating the shit out of him. Like, completely beat his ass. But, mm-hmm. God, man. A little bit more probably would have killed him, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. So then we had a backstage thing with MJF and Wardlow. And MJF's talking about how Sean Spears is going to beat the shit out of Punk. And he's talking all of this shit. And he's talking shit about Wardlow, like, slightly. This is, okay, so we talk about how much of a jackass heel he is, which is not a good heel. MJF did something that made me go, okay, you get it, but you also take it too far sometimes, but you get it, because he hit one of the most cerebral, potent tweets that day and I was like Jesus Christ this is awesome because <laughs> yes because Wardlow's birthday was that day Wardlow's birthday was that day he tweeted happy birthday Ron Killings the same day as Wardlow now mind you like that was like okay that's great like he's just playing off like haha fuck Wardlow but truth works for WWE yeah MJF's been mentioning going to WWE it is the most cerebral shit that is like, this is genius. This is fucking genius. This was great. Like yeah. this was a like this was a great piece of work from him. And like I rarely say that he's like so good at what he's doing, because like that promo was like complete shit, and he just kept like slightly poking the bear. But like this was like complete shit. But like that tweet was like so cerebral and purposely done that it was like, boom, it was right there. It was like something like you wouldn't notice it unless you truly like look at it, analyze it. Like I see what you did there. <laughs> yes, because like the first thing I saw thought when I saw the tweet, I was like, "Oh, he's doing the tease of the WWE thing. That's why he's saying happy birthday to True." That was the first thing I seen. But then, like later on in the day, I found out that it was Warlow's birthday, and then I was like, "Oh my god, that makes even more sense." Because not only was he teasing, not even teasing this. I was like, okay, he has it. He just goes overboard too far and becomes cheesy and garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a thing. So then we have Steve Dorsey, baby, (laughs) and Brittany Baker. 
versus Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy. I forgot his name for a second. Not even gonna lie. You <laughs> called him Steve Darcy. <laughs> but this like this match was like uh, okay. It was there. It was there. A lot of people like enjoyed it, but like it was there. And it just was like kind of weird to me for some reason. I don't know why. It just it was just I was there. The only one that is thought it was like, eh. <laughs> no, yeah, it was like it was just there. Like yeah. Britt did the Canadian Destroyer. Adam did the Panamera Sunrise. Britt got knocked off the apron right into the table. All Adam's fault, by the way. Yeah, that was his fault. <laughs> and then he. He went to proceed to beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. And it was so funny because he was so angry at Orange Cassidy, but he did it. <laughs> you think they're going to wind up breaking up on TV? No, no, no. I don't think they're going to wind up breaking up on TV. It's, they're going with the delusional husband and wife team that they always do in other wrestling tropes. Like, we're going to get to that later. But okay. it's like, it's the wrestling trope that everybody loves. Like, the delusional husband and wife is like, the one guy's is like, he doesn't really give a shit about the wife, but like, he cares about winning the matches more than her, which is like really stupid because it's like, I'm tired of seeing it do something different, but wh- whatever, who cares? True. So then we get a backstage thing and we get something that everybody, not just us, everybody has wanted. We finally get Proud and Powerful slash LAX leaving Jericho and saying, yo, if if it wasn't for you, we would have been tag team champions. But you've been holding us back, so we're out. I'm like, thank God, this has been this has been coming for years. Like we've been waiting for this. Do you think they're gonna join forces with Kingston again or they're just gonna ride solo? So they're probably gonna wind up joining up with Eddie eventually, but I'm all for them going for the tag titles. I don't care if they join up with Eddie or not, because like I just want them to go for the tag titles. I want them to be treated as a tag team, because there's been so many times people forget that they exist as a fucking tag team, and it pisses me off, because it's like, they're so good. They're just buried in the background, like, no, we're part of this group. (laughs) It's like, no, dude. Fucking Russell. They should have went for those titles day one. Exactly, because a lot of people forget that they came in and attacked Penta and Phoenix and the Bucks, and they went nowhere after that. They just did that. I don't even think they had their match against the Bucks. They fought Penta and Phoenix, and they didn't have a match against the Bucks. And it was like, okay. It was like, all right, well, where did they go there? Oh, no, we're just going to throw them into the squared circle, and that's that's it. Okay. Okay. Don't like that at all. So, okay. So then we get Steve Dorsey, baby, angry about his wife getting knocked down and said, Orange Cassidy, this is all your fault. You hurt my wife. It's like, you did that. Don't yell at him. He's like, next week, it's going to be a no DQ, no count out match between me and you. And I'm like, okay, who cares? Who gives a shit? No one cares. Not at all. Not at all. 
so then we get the chairman. Like, I'm not going to lie. The only thing I like about this guy is his music. That's all. That's all. He kind of his entrance. Kind of his entrance. A little bit. A little bit. I don't like it. I just like the music. That's all. <laughs> and he comes out. Punk comes out. MJF comes out. And all of a sudden, bell rings, picks up GTS. Boom, he's dead. And like, for anybody that's like, that talks that shit about him leaving WWE to go to Greener Pastures and AEW, it's been two years. They have done absolutely dick shit with motherfucking Sean Spears. He was he was better off dying in WWE. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, at least in WWE, he was in like a big time match at the Royal Rumble. Like, what has he really done here? What, blood and guts, I guess? Dude, he hasn't really done shit. Like, he hasn't done shit. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, he had one feud with Cody in the very beginning. That was it. That was it. And, like, he did it, and then nothing happened. Like, and nothing happened. There was... I want to say it was by accident, because the whole, like, him hurting him. Shit yeah, that up. was it. That was it. And it literally went nowhere. He went and faded into obscurity and never came back into anything. And it was like, this punk match was going to be like, oh, he's going to show off his skills. No, it, it, it faded into obscurity. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I almost died laughing because, like, the, when going back to the MJF promo or whatever, like, yeah, he's going to, like, show word know how to do it and not so many words. Yeah. I just went... <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And then, after the match, MJF comes in, Punk tries to beat him up, grabs his scarf, wears his scarf, so that's the thing. So, I have a theory, and, like, there's a bunch of people who are, like, crafting, like, where does this go? How does this go from here? I have my own theory, and I think it would be valuable if it went this way, because, okay... The working theory out there, and like I said, this is not an actual blood on paper thing. This is like a what a theory is. The theory is MJF is going to lose to Punk because of Wardlow. And he's going to lose to Punk because of Wardlow, and that's going to start the Wardlow-MJF feud. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so fucking predictable. That is so predictable, and it's just like, it's literally just paint by numbers. It's like, oh, this is just the normal. And it's like, no. Like, if you if you want to do something really fucking awesome and, like, lead into something huge, you do it this way. You don't do it that way. You do it. You let MJF be punk. Let him be punk. Let him do it with... In the match, if you do it in the match, have Wardlow accidentally hit MJF and you're like, oh my God, Punk's going to win because of Wardlow fucked him up. You have Wardlow accidentally hit him, but MJF still manages to get the win and beat Punk to give him his first loss. Everybody's going to hate MJF and be like, oh my God, we hate him so much. And you still have him 
and Warlow together because he's going to yell at Warlow and be like, you're an idiot. I can't believe you did this. Now he's going to punish Warlow. Now he's going to do all this shit to just bother Warlow. And you're like, oh my God, like, this is so dumb. But then you transition MJF to Adam Page. You're like, okay. You don't think that they're going to do it. Nope, they pull the trigger and put MJF as champion. You're like, what the fuck? Now, he's just running around as champion. Wardlow finally snaps, beats the living shit out of him. Then we have MJF versus Wardlow for the title. It's a long enough program where it feels like it feels like it's a thing. That is way better. Yeah. And like, if you do it before WrestleMania, it would be like the best fucking thing to have MJF with the title and say, you know what? I'm going to show up at WrestleMania with the title and everybody's going to boo the fuck out of him. And they'll be like, well, you're getting that heat. You're getting exactly what you want from him. So it will work. Yeah. So then we had a backstage with your favorite person in the whole world, Billy Gunn <laughs> and Christian. And then Christian gets beat up by Austin and Colt Gunn, who also two of your favorite people, which the is athlete. setting up Yeah, the athletes. It's setting up tag team title match later. So yeah, that's the thing. So then we had the Cody promo. And it was so funny because, like, when he walked to the ring and grabbed that ladder, I was like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> okay, cool. So. Didn't he feel like it took, like, an hour to find that fucking ladder? <laughs> yeah, because he couldn't find it. <laughs> so, I'm going to throw it to you. What did you make of this promo? Uh, he tried. He tried. Like. Oh, you know why I won't become healed? This came up straight up healed to me. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to go into a deep dive of this promo. Like, As always, go ahead. He started off with mentioning punk. Like, so to me, that's telling me, which a lot of people already are just like, oh, I don't see it. This is already telling me him and punk are going to happen soon. So that's yeah. that's the thing. So that's why I was like, oh, he's poking a bear already. Him and Punk. Boom. Got it. So he goes on to tell the story. Like, you're right. This is come across very heelish about how he started this thing. And he's the forbidden door. And he did this. And he was getting booed. There were even people chanting for him to go to the Royal Rumble. He mm-hmm. mentioned that his contract was over. It was like he just tried to make this promo like, his special promo because he even said he was supposed to give this promo later on like down the line in like a story forever on but he decided to get his promo now and it's like okay he made it try to seem like this was his big magnum opus type promo that like changed the game and people like some people bit on it and was like oh my god this is the juices of the gods and then everybody else was like, it fell short. And to me, it was like, it didn't even come across short or nectar of the gods. It was like, 
this was something that he wasn't even trying to do. Like, it was like, this was a promo that he just, like, grew together, was like, this is what I am. I am the creator. I am this. I am the Triple H. It's like, duh. Like, this wasn't needed for the the thing that you're going through with fucking Sammy Guevara. You're yeah. right. This was this was later on down the line promo. The fact that you had a promo in the tuck for something that was happening later on down the line that you decided to use here makes me think that like one, you're running out of like stuff to try to grab the crowd and make them feel like you're the good guy when you're not. And it also just makes me feel like it's like a desperate plea for him to just like acceptance and like anger. Which, like, none of those came across to me because it's like, you're in a useless feud. None of this is important. You're not dragging me into this, making me want to care anymore. Like, nothing about this makes me care anymore about this feud. <clears throat> also, I don't care anymore about you because it's like, first off, you burnt that bridge before. Now you're trying to get people back. And then you're throwing a promo that is so divisive because it's like, Eva, I'm coming across as a fucking heel to some or a face to some and you're not trying to swear anybody to either side you're like I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say you take what you wanna take from whichever side you want and it's not like I'm trying to unite the people to feel one way about me <clears throat> it was like the dumbest promo to me cause it was like I have this thing and I'm not sure which way I wanna go with it and it just felt it just felt like this supposed to be dynamic great promo fell completely flat it's like you missed the target you missed the target effort was there effort was there it missed completely and I just left this going what the fuck was that like what was that that's how I felt like yeah like like I said he tried (laughs) you know yeah, and out of all his promos, I feel like this is the one he tried the most out of. And like he said, it fell flat. Yeah, it was like it just was like it just wasn't it for me. It wasn't yeah. it for me. And I, like I said, I see a lot of people just going, "Oh my god, this is so this is so great. This is like his his pipe bomb version." And everybody else was like, ah, "Didn't get it." And I'm just like. It just missed the mark. It just it like I don't know. I don't know. No, it's funny because I had a conversation with somebody like probably like a month or two ago, probably like a month or two ago, about this same situation. Like this same exact situation of two belts. What was the best belt and imposter belt? This was before they had the intermediate title, and they they threw this out there. It was like, hey, what is like, what is this? And I answered. I was like, yeah, it's the Shawn Michaels and Razor thing. When Shawn Michaels came back at the Royal Rumble after Razor beat IRS with the other Intercontinental title, and he was the Intercontinental champion. They say Razor was a fake, and they kept feuding, and they went to WrestleMania ladder match first time double titles. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. And like a lot of people who like don't know this backstory are like 
they seeing this and was like kind of like oh my god this is actually dope like i've never seen anything like this everybody else that like no was like oh this is like this is just rehashing history okay oh, cool I said this is like the eighth time this has happened, maybe more. Yeah. Then we had the backstage with Jay Cargill and Anna Jay, and Anna Jay said, "I want to fight for the title," and Jay's like, uh, "I don't care because this is that bitch title." Okay. <laughs> like, okay. So then we had the. Yeah, we had the Kings of the Black Thrones versus the Varsity Blondes. This match was a murder match because Brody King and uh, Alistair Black, they beat the shit out of everybody. The thing was, the little Brian Pillman scared to jump because of getting murdered. That was That was a thing here. Griff Garrison, like, legit almost died. I swear to God, he died. Because when Brody hit him on the outside, he hit his fucking head so hard, I thought he would die. Did he hit it in the step or something? Yes, he hit it on the step. I was like, oh my God, he killed him. Like, I was like, oh my God, he just killed that man. He's dead now. But he wasn't dead. He got up and fought. Julia Hart is still... My eye doesn't work, and I'm going to join them eventually. Until, yes, until Matt Murdock showed up on the screen and said, I'm blind, but now I can see. You want me to join the House of Black, but I'm not going to join the House of Black. I'm going to beat the House of Black. And I was like, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this at all. I'm sorry. (laughs) It felt like kind of just worked out. Yeah, that's exactly what I felt. I was like, yeah, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this at all. So then we had a backstage with Rapungi Vice saying that they're going to beat the Young Bucks again. I'm like, cool. Get back together. More for this. Yeah. Then. They might lose, but whatever. <laughs> They'll probably lose. But then we had a match that I didn't see going this way. We had Frankie Kazarian versus Lance Archer. Now, Lance Archer should have, like, decimated Frankie Kazarian. Like, decimated. Like, it should have been just as long as that fucking match with Punk. He should have yeah. just decimated him, made him look like shit. It got <laughs> to the point where Frankie, yeah, and then Frankie came back and Frankie beat the shit out of him. Like the fuck, like Lance got the win, but like Frankie just punched him in the face a couple times. I was like, like what are you doing? And then fucking Hangman came out there and beat fucking Lance Archer down, beat him, beat his ass. Like I'm like. Okay. Well, we know you can beat him. We had Dante Martin in the back talking to Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel. And he was like, you guys are my brothers. I don't know why, but the next thing was Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. And Ricky Starks just goes, damn, Dante, how many brothers do you got? I was like, I hate you so much. 
Like, <laughs> I hate him so much. It, like, it was so funny. But it just, like, randomly said it because he's like, yeah, you guys are my brother. Then they cut to Ricky Starks. He's like, yeah, that's how many brothers you got. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Where is his actual brother? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I've seen him, I've seen him tweet, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, bring your ass back to the ring. Just never said anything except, yeah. <laughs> so then we had Layla Hirsch versus, not versus, but in the back. She beat the shit out of Red Velvet, and she wound up beating up Chris Statlander finally. So that's over. I'm like, okay, well, that's a game. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, after me bitching and bitching and bitching for weeks, they finally put friend of the show Sky Blue on AEW television just to get destroyed by Serena Deeves. Like, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Just, okay, like you you just take this talent and you just put it in a ring and just waste their way. It's like she could be a star. Well, I, hopefully she grows into a star and apparently she's not even signed to AEW because like they haven't announced it. She's been on like Dark and Elevation a lot but apparently she's not signed because they haven't announced it. So uh-huh. I don't I don't get that because it's like she's working every week on Dark and Elevation. They're like okay but that doesn't mean she's signed. We didn't say she signed. She's just like a free agent. It's like, just sign her. Just say that you signed her. Like, if you just have her working on these shows, even if she, like, loses a lot, just fucking say you signed her. They're like, no, we're not. And it's at that point, like, even though the show is a shit show, which we're going to get to later, I would rather fucking sign. Just sign with the other guys. We'll get to that. I mean, they signed like people like Ryan Nemeth, so why not? I yeah. don't have anything against him, but like he loses a lot too. Exactly. Know? And we got Ego Ethan Page saying he wants to face John Moxley. And I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking thing you've said all year. <laughs> <laughs> like Moxley came back fresh, reinvigorated. Your dumbass goes, all right. I want to face him. All right, you deserve what you get. That's dumber than join the fucking um, American Top Team guy. Exactly. So we have Andrade by half of the office, and now he—I don't know what the fuck is going on. This is like the weirdest fucking thing ever. I just—I'm—I'm okay. I'm, I'm fucking done with this. Done with this. So he has half of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking get it. Like the thing is, he has half of them, but Hardy is the chairman of the board. But he has it's like what the fuck is the, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> like I didn't get it. I'm like I don't get this. This is so dumb. Dumbass. It was a co-owner type of thing. Yeah, but like also this is another thing where I'm just pointing out. You want the guy to leave WWE so bad. He requests his release, gets it, comes over here. This is what the fuck he's doing? Are you fucking kidding me? 
just okay. Great. Sometimes you just gotta like keep your mouth shut and stay where you are. Sometimes, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But then we had Darby and Sting versus the acclaimed. They murdered Darby in the beginning. The funny part was like they murdered Darby in the very beginning, and like in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, it finally caught up to him. But then, like, I realized I was like, that wasn't even a bad hit. Because when they slammed him chair first into the steps, I was like, oh my god, it finally caught up to him. But then I looked at it, I was like, that wasn't even that bad. He's fine. And they took, like, they took him out. And then all of a sudden, Sting's in there by himself. Sting's beating him up. And they beat down Sting for a little bit. Then Darby comes back and kills one of them. Then Sting helps get the win and it's over. The match is over. Sting and Darby beat the clan. All right, fine. Great. No thoughts? No thoughts? No, not really, no. Okay. The claim is dead, hopefully. <laughs> well, at wow. least um, Caster. Yeah. So, okay. Earlier this week, Mustafa Ali asked for his release. And we're like, great. Asked for your release. They wasn't doing shit with you. Came out that him and Vince had a big argument and that led to Vince not treating him right and him going, I want my release. I want out of here. So it's like, he was going to get his release and everybody's like, all right, he's going home. He's gone. All right, cool. And then they're like, we're not granting him his release. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're not doing it. But why? We're not doing it. We're just going to let him stay here. And also, we're going to give him more time. So. Damn, they give him more time too? Fuck. Yeah. So, to that, I'm. I'm in a weird space. Because it's like, all right, cool. Ali can go. Ali can do whatever he wants. Ali is fucking talented in and out the ring. He's a fucking amazing person. He's an amazing human being, period. The thing is, okay, they want you to stay. They're going to try to work things out, probably. And somebody reminded me, was like, hey, remember when Sasha did this same exact thing where she was like, she wanted to leave and WWE was like, no, 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 stay. And we can work this out. And look at her now. Like, she's a fucking the top star, the top star in the women's division. And it's like, what if they do work things out and, like, have a sit down with him and be like, listen, we know that we did you wrong. Vince said some shit. Let's talk this out and let's work this out and go forward as a team and make this better for you. Like, if they do that and sit down and have him say, listen, we work things out and, like, let's go, and they put him on TV, like, even if they use him sparingly, but they probably will, it'll be like, okay, well, okay, well, that, that makes sense. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if they're willing to, like, talk it out with him, like, they can make a star out of him. They just gotta be willing to do, to do the process, you know? Exactly. And speaking of like contract situations, well, 
we reported this like months ago. Like when Kevin Owens re-signed, we said Sami Zayn re-signed at the same exact time. He's like, yeah, they both re-signed. And there wasn't no clarification where everybody was like, yo, he signed, he signed, he signed. But now it came out, Sami Zayn signed. And I'm like, yeah, we said he signed. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Non-breaking news. Yes. So, we're going to get into, like, this story because this story was, like, a big story about the blood and guts thing, thing line that Vince said. And it's so much that, like, divisiveness that came out of this. The thing about it was I didn't understand the devices. If I know somebody's gonna be like, what the fuck? What do you mean I don't understand? This is this is why. No, no, no. This is why I'm saying I don't understand. Because six months ago, Dave Meltzer, yes, I'm saying this thing. Dave Meltzer himself said, yo, I think AEW should stop doing so much blood and guts. It's turning off the women audience. And this shit is like, it's a little overdone. It's kind of crazy. Like, they have good wrestlers. You can just let them wrestle. You don't have to do all of this blood stuff. Like, I understand. Like, this is very, like, this is, like, these are good matches, but you don't have to do the blood and gore because it's turning off some people. I myself don't like all that blood and gore. So when WWE says the same exact thing that they said to, like, he said out of his mouth, he goes, oh, my God, that's so wrong. Like, they're criticizing them for mutilation when WWE did this thing six years ago or did this thing ten years ago. And it's like, but you said out your own mouth a couple months ago that AEW should tone it down because they're running off different viewers with this. WWE said, oh, it's all hell. It's like, this is hypocritical. This is very hypocritical of you. Like, what you're saying is very hypocritical. Like, this is the thing that I've been pointing out for months and months and months, probably years on this podcast, that people are very hypocritical and they try to sway you to these different decisions. That's why last week I said, we have to take up for WWE because everybody's just going, not AEW so great. And it's like, no. Like, you're literally contradicting yourself and you're making me feel like an asshole because you're contradicting yourself and everybody is doing recency bias. What you just said is the right thing. Not, oh, what you said before is actually contradicting what you're saying now. That, like, no one is no one is doing these checkups. They're just going by, oh, what he said now is right. Not what was said before contradicts what was said before. I mean, it, it just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. And like I said, I hate to take up for WWE, but like, sometimes you guys leave us no fucking choice. And I hate that. But right and right. You, you got, we tell the truth here, like you always say. So, Yeah, and I know people are probably like, well, you hate AEW. Like, we just did a full review. We never said nothing horrible was like, oh my God, it's a horrible show. We didn't say shit bad. We just literally reviewed the show and was like, 
this is the stuff that we like and the things we think is going to happen in the show. We never said, oh, this is older. No. And I know somebody's going to point out, well, you, you pointed out that the these guys shouldn't have left WWE. Yeah, we're going to do the same thing in WWE and say these guys should fucking leave WWE. So, yeah. I hate that. I hate when people do the fucking revisionist history. Like, we, if we do it, we literally own up to it and say, yeah, we said that shit back then. We changed our minds now. Like, we at least say we changed our minds, at least give you a fucking out to go, well, this is how you felt back then. Well, this is this is how we feel now because we just said this is how we feel now. Other people's like, no, I'm just doing this because fuck it. Like, fuck those guys over there. That's what happens. That's that's actually what happens. So, you know. You're allowed to change your mind. On yeah, you can, you can literally say, I'm changing my mind. You can say that out loud. I'm changing my mind. If you're just doing it just because, you know what? Fuck them other guys over there. I don't like them. I like these guys better. I'm moving the goalposts. Then that's on you. You're an asshole. Straight up asshole. Yeah. Okay, so Monday Night Raw. Honestly, I honestly fucking don't know what the fuck is. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about this show. Because it started off with the MILF, Becky Lynch, out there. And she's talking about how she's going to fight Dewdrop. Dewdrop comes out and talking shit to her. Then Liv and Bianca come out. Tag team match was already set up before the show came on. And they're acting like they're setting up this tag team match. And it's like, mm, you're not. If this was already a thing. It's like, okay, whatever. So I hate that trope always. I hate it, it every single time. It's a, it's, it's a deep thing. Like, I don't think no other company does that. No, it's, it's, it's definitely just a WWE thing. It's a WWE thing. So they have the tag team match. And Dewdrop gets the win. Basically, the setup for her to challenge Becky. And she also flattens Becky out to beats her after the match. And it's like, all right, now she's looking like a credible challenger. Good for her. I'm all for it. She's not beating Becky, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a backstage thing between Edge and Beth Phoenix and uh, Reggie and whatever her name is. I was going to call her Daria, but her name is Dana. Dana Brooke. Yes. Edge meets Damian Priest for the first time, so that's the thing. And him and Kevin, like, then after that, Kevin Owens says he wants to fight Damian Priest later. So here's the thing that I'm going to say, and a lot of people aren't ready for this take. You know how, like, everybody goes, AEW is not sports entertainment and WWE is? Like, I was watching this stuff backstage, and, like, it kicked in my head. I'm like, Bing. oh, I understand why everybody says AEW is not sports entertainment. It's just wrestling. And they do all of their talking in the ring. And you want to know why? Why? Because a little show called BTE, and I know a lot of people are like, what? 
a little show called BTE takes all of the backstage, the dumb shit that happens on Raw and SmackDown and WWE television, takes it off of AEW television and puts it in a 21-minute YouTube compilation. It's like, what? Yeah, if you ever watch it, they do a bunch of dumb backstage skits just like they would do if they worked for WWE. But they don't have it on a regular show. They have it on BTE. It moves the storylines forth a little bit, but it's all on BTE. That's what it's like. Ah, that's why people say it's not sports entertainment because it's not on the television show. It's on YouTube. It's separated from the two things. Like, no, they're still connected, but they're separated. We take the entertainment away from the sports. Ha ha. That's how we win. It's like, that, that's actually, it's actually kind of smart. Yeah. Because it tricks your fan base into going, they're not like the other guys because they're doing different things. And you look at it from their perspective, you're like, wait a minute. No, they're, they're just like this. They just have a separate avenue to do different things, which makes it not look like the one thing that you think it is. It's like, oh. They're doing the same exact thing, but they're going about it a different way. Completely different, yeah. It's it's, it's hilarious. (laughs) I never thought about it that way. That's a good point. Yes. So then we had Kevin Owens' show and he had Seth freaking Rollins out there and they're talking about Seth winning the title and bringing it back to Raw and how much they're friends and how they're going to go to WrestleMania and have a, have a match. And it's like, okay, whatever. Who cares? Hey, they already had a match at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Kevin Owens needs to stop making like best friends and fucking for the beer. That never works out for him. No, no, no. He, he needs to. <laughs> So then Damian Priest comes out, which was like really dumb to me. He came out and he's like, I challenge you to a match. It's like, dude, you already had the match. Jesus. So they have a match and Kevin Owens, first person to pin Damian Priest. And I know you're like, wait, he's lost before. He lost by disqualification. He's never been pinned on Raw until Kevin Owens. That's bad because we watched it and it didn't dawn on me until like the next day. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? You got pinned? Yeah. Like, it, it actually fucked me up a little bit. Like, Because I thought about it. I was like, wait, he lost before. Then I was like, oh no, that was a DQ loss. Oh, okay. Got it. So, yeah. Technically, this is his first actual loss, I guess. Yes. Technically, yes. Like, god damn, this is actually dope. Yep. So, then we had a backstage Nikki Cross delusional superhero thing said, I am the good guy here. Okay, you're not. You're you're a villain. You should know that. I really think that. Mm Mm-hmm. So we had, he's in a wheelchair. 
I need to follow comics more. <laughs> that fucked me up. <laughs> Wait, he has a comic? I said Lufer. I didn't say Luger. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Go ahead. So we had an Alpha Academy celebration thingy. Riddle came out to talk about getting high again. And of course... Randy RKO'd Otis after Chad Gable challenged a smart off next week between the two teams and Otis was like, oh shit, we're fucked. I'm dumb as a brick. His face was fucking priceless when he said that. Yes, it was. literally had an oh shit face. Oh, fuck. Yes. So then we had a Vince an Austin Theory backstage thing. And a lot of like a lot of people who are very criticizing about the the whole blood and guts thing from like WWE when Vince said he was gonna beat the shit out of Austin Theory and mail one of his teeth back to his mom or some shit. Everybody's like, Oh, you don't want mutilation on the other show, but you can do it on this show. And it's like he literally said it. He didn't do it. Which part of the which part of the blood stuff don't you understand? He just said it. He didn't beat him to take it to He said it. I know somebody out there is like, you're moving the goalposts. I'm not. I'm literally telling you. He said it instead of doing it. How are these two things the same? Plus, like, the way it came across to me, like, if it, he would have done it, he probably would like beat the shit out of him. He wouldn't have bloodied him. It would have been that bad. He would have tried. That's like, that's like me saying, "I'm a virgin, but still having sex." Those two things are not the same. Exactly. Like you can say one thing, and when you say it, it's like, "Oh yeah, like, like, okay, yeah, I'm a virgin. I've never done anything, but I'm not having sex." It's like th- those two things aren't the same. I don't know. Somebody's like, "That's a weird analogy," and I'm like. After hearing myself say that, it is like really weird because those two things are not the same. <laughs> that is not the same. I don't know why I picked that one. It was just like the most randomest thing. Moving on. <laughs> I guess because I actually told somebody I was a virgin and like just to sleep with them, but like, we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. <laughs> we'll move on from that. So, yeah, Austin Theory and Finn Balor have a match, and unfortunately, Finn Balor loses. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And, like, I want to say I want Finn to go and not the AEW. I want Finn to go back to New Japan because, like, him versus Jay White is like a dream match. It needs to happen. So I'm 100% down for him to go to New Japan. Like, if he goes anywhere else, I'll... Yeah, if he goes anywhere else, I'll be like, eh, I'm happy for you, but like, you should go back home. No, no, New Japan. That's the only option, New Japan. Like, yeah. Especially you, you put that match, because the new leader versus the original leader... Yeah, I like yes. that a lot. Yes. 
So then we get Rhea versus Nikki, and Nikki just beats the shit out of Rhea. The match didn't even start, to be honest. And like, Rhea just gets her ass beat by Nikki, and she goes, I'm still a superhero. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing on me now. It's growing on me. I, I didn't like it at first, but it's growing on me because it's kind of like the little hint of annoying, like you're being annoying on purpose now. Yeah. So then we get Reggie and Dana talking. And behind him is like the referee, Akira Tozawa, and Tamina. And they leave and truth goes. Man, they better they better tell Reggie he gonna get beat up. Like, dude, he is Reggie. God damn it, truth. <laughs> because Reggie takes on almost and yep. He gets beat up. The 24-7 nerds come out there. They get beat up too, but like almost destroys Reggie. Decimated. Like any other interview you could put in that shit. (laughs) So then we get Maurice. She comes out and she wants to talk to Beth Phoenix. And Edge is out there like, I'm here to make sure nothing bad happens. Dumbass. You know it's a trap. You know it's a trap, but as soon as you say you know it's a trap, Miz beats your ass and you're like, oh, come on. Miz beats the hell out of Edge. And Maurice hits Beth in the back of the head with a pocketbook brick. It's like the so- second or third time that fucking Edge says, oh, I know it's a trap. And he still gets fucked up. Yes. Edge, Edge in his old age is not bright. It's, it's fucking hilarious it's like you're not bright at all it reminds me of fucking um, Star Wars fucking meme it's a trap and then still gets fucked up still so then we have Apollo Crews Commander Azuzu Ziggler and Rude versus the Mysterios and the Street Prophets and of course the Mysterios and the Street Profits win. And at that at the end of the match, I just like I saw Montez Ford do this frog splash and said he needs to face Dante Martin. Somehow, some way in the future, him and Dante Martin need to have a fight. Like they have to fight. That's gonna be an amazing match if and when it happens. Yes. So then the Street Profits get thrown over the ropes because the Mysterios throw them over the ropes. And Renegade says, Dante, throw Ray over. Throw Ray no, over. You no. said Dante, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic, throw, throw Ray <laughs> over. Throw him over. And Renegade kept saying it. And Ray said, nah, fuck them kids. <laughs> Ray threw Dante ass over. Like, oh, God. That was fucking hilarious. I'm like, what the fuck? Like that, that means in the Royal Rumble, like Dominic's gonna wind up throwing him over. Yes. So Miz and Maurice say next week they're gonna throw Maurice a birthday party. We all know how that's gonna end because yep. Edge, and then we're gonna screw. Speaking yeah. of screwing, <laughs> we get another Alexa Bliss segment. And they asked her, 
all these questions and every answer is Lily. Imaginary friend, Lily. Best friend, Lily. Comfort, Lily. Everything is Lily. And, uh, fuck. and the doctor fucking leaves and Alexa just sits back down and calms herself. And it's like, I'm really waiting for that part. Like, I, like I'm trying to skip forward until the, the part where the action is. I'm, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's really weird to me. Lily. <laughs> no, that'll be a three-way if Lily joins in. Well, I mean, no, Lily is a toy. That's the name of her toy. So, no, no, it's just be right. It's just be regular. This is just two people in the toy. That's how you get down. So, then we get the main event, which was the... I don't know why they put this main event together, because you have two people, two people that are fucking top contenders, and you're like, all right, fuck it, we're going to let them fight. For what? You can't beat either one of them, so what's the point? And, of course, just like I said, you can't beat either one of them. The Hurt Locker business comes out, gets Bobby disqualified. The match was great, though. Seth versus Bobby was great. When the Hurt Locker business comes out, gets Bobby disqualified. So the match is over. Seth winds up getting super kicked by the Usos. That sets up their pay-per-view show. And it's like, but why have the match? Like, there was no reason to have this match. You couldn't, like, you couldn't beat either one of them. There was no reason to have this match. It was, it was dumb as hell. Especially, like, to make them DQ like that. I didn't mind so much the DQ. Mm-hmm. But I would rather fucking, like, the champions show up, like Brock Lesnar and Roman themselves, you know? Right. Because then, cause then you'll have the thing where fucking Brock Lesnar interfere, Roman Reigns interfere, but then they get into it. Yes, that would be fun. You know what I mean? So, like, no one's getting the fuck along. Yes. Yeah. So next week is going to be a weigh-in between Brock and uh, Bobby. So that's different. I know people... (laughs) Brock and Bobby are having a weigh-in? Is that AEW? I mean, yeah, apparently. (laughs) That sounds like more of an AEW thing. That doesn't sound like a better AEW thing. Okay. No, that's a, a WWE thing. And like people have been asking WWE to change it up, and they changed it up finally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then we had NXT. Uh, we'll we'll talk all about this. So it starts off with LA Knight showing up. And he's he wants to face Grayson Waller, and apparently Grayson Waller has some kind of dumbass restraining order against him. And LA Knight and him can't touch. But then LA Knight says, I know somebody who can't touch you. And out comes Dexter Lumas. Lumas fights Grayson Waller. And then as the match is going on, all of a sudden we get an explosion. Because we get Gar, who is Veer's tag team partner from years ago, showing up before Veer ever gets to Raw. How the fuck uh, did he debut before Veer? 
listen, man. Veer is the edging champion. This guy was just like, fuck it, I'm a bust. And he bust right <laughs> through the doors and showed up at NXT. Because for like so, a split second, I even told you, I swear it was Veer. Yeah, like from the back, like you see the long hair, very tall guy. And you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, this is this is him, right? But no, it's Gar, which was the partner of Veer, who disappeared off the face of the earth, like not even joking, disappeared off the face of the earth and then returned. Yeah. So over the weekend, there was a little short thing on Twitter and Instagram that Walter was going to beat up Malcolm Bivens. And Roderick Strong came in and was like, no! I'm going to beat your ass. So that set up a match for NXT today. And it was really funny because, like, I swore that that was just like a, just like a fucking Twitter thing and it wasn't nothing, but it set up a match. I was like, oh, shit, that actually was a thing. Fuck. Yeah. So then we had the Creed Brothers versus Briggs and Jensen. And... I honestly didn't see this going this way. I swore Briggs and Jensen was going to win. I was like, yeah, they're definitely going to beat the Creed brothers, right? Mm. This was for the Dusty Rhodes tournament thing, too. Yes, the Dusty Classic. The Creed brothers beat Briggs and Jensen. That was, that was actually fucking weird, because it's like, I didn't expect that, but fucking... Nah. Fucking hell, man! That was the one. It seemed like like Craig and Jensen played the one. Exactly. Like, the Cree brothers go on to the next round, so that's the thing. So then we have Dante Chin promo, and Dante Chin wrestled one time, disappeared, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? Where is he now?" Apparently, he broke his leg or injured his leg. His dad died, and he. Had a very horrible time. Now he's back, and he's gonna wrestle tonight on NXT. I was like, God damn, dude! Like, like I felt so bad. It's like, dang, some shit. Yeah, and all we were wondering is like, where the fuck have you been? Right. Days before that, I asked you about him. Mm-hmm. So we see Imperium in the back getting ready for their match later on, and it's like. Okay. You're getting ready for Walter's match later on. Okay. So Dante Chen has a match and he gets the win. Dante Chen gets the win. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt, stays around a little longer. Well, he only gets the win because, like, that bald guy showed up and beat the shit out of him. Chase. No, not Chase. Uh, Andre Vink. That guy, whatever he does, fuck him. Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson, fuck him. Yeah, that happened. So then we get a backstage with Joe Gacy and Harlem, and they see Odyssey Jones, and Odyssey Jones is making jokes, but he's already on crutches. He's already on crutches. And Joe Gacy walks away, and Harlem looks. So I'm like, all right, Harlan's going to take out Odyssey Jones. Ugh. 
Yeah. Yeah, he he did things. Whatever. We get Brian Breaker. (laughs) Yeah. We get Brian Breaker in the back. And he gets confronted by Santos Escobar. And Santos Escobar says he wants the title. He's ready for the title, finally. It's just like, every time I see Santos Escobar, it always, like, I always get sad because it's like, dog, you shouldn't even be down here. You should be on main roster. Like, this is so no. dumb. No. What? Why? No. no. Stay in NXT. Stay in NXT. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I totally disagree with that. Okay. So we get the funeral of Pete Dunne. Because Tony D'Angelo was there for the funeral. They said he's he's done. Pete Dunne is dead. Yeah, yeah. And then Tony D'Angelo decides to call his shot. And he says he wants the North American champion. So Mellow and Trick come out. And Mellow and Trick says, listen, you ain't going to do nothing to me. You ain't going to beat me. You a punk. You talk about... Tony D'Angelo and said some shit about Vic Joseph, which was funny. And then Cameron Grimes comes out and says, well, I want a shot at the title. So Melo says, okay, well, you're going to fight Tony D'Angelo next week when it gets a shot at me. And Cameron Grimes knocks out Tony D'Angelo. I'm like, okay, cool. Anyway. No, I hope not. <laughs> So then we have the TikTok Toxic Tag Team come to make sure Briggs and Jensen are okay. And I don't know which one is which. Uh, Jensen. Jensen was flirting with Casey Catanzaro or whatever her name is. Not, not Casey. Caden Carter, whatever. Flirting. Like, he's flirting with her, trying to get her. And then Wendy Chu is up there like, ooh, he's flirting. And I'm talking like, fucking lockers, mind you. Yeah, everybody's like, what the fuck? How did you get up there? Like she's like she's comedy. Like she's like she's really she's really good at what she does and like I like her. She's gonna be a star. But she was like, he likes you. Like, no 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 no. I, I don't like you. I mean I like you, but you know, I, I don't like you. I mean <laughs> n- never mind. Like, what it the was fuck? hilarious. <laughs> so then they showed Rita Reyes and her partner, and they were talking about they want to be in a women's Dusty Classic. So Dakota Kai is talking shit, and Dakota Kai keeps looking up like Raquel Gonzalez is right there, and I went with the jump that says, "Listen." Dakota Kai is definitely going to be in the Dusty Classic. She needs a partner. And I said, I have a perfect person for her to team with. And mm-hmm. it's Simone Johnson. Simone Johnson debuts. They're both of Simone descent. It would be great. It, it would be awesome. Great debut. And she would be part of the tag team. It would work. And Simone's all this shit too. So like she mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's gonna be Raquel, but no. Exactly. So then we had Ivy Now versus Kaylee Ray. 
It's like Kaylee Ray is supposed to be the number one contender. Ivy Nile is there. And I'm like, okay, well, of course, Kaylee Ray is going to win. Uh-uh. Ivy Nile gets the win because Mandy Rose shows up and beats the shit out of Kaylee Ray. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, mine are two and oh now, so far. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then Toxic Distraction comes out. And then Persia and fucking uh, Indy. Whatever. Indy come out to help them out. It sets up the six man for next week. They go back to the backstage. They show that Harlan has murdered IC Jones and he's on the floor holding his knee. And it's like, okay, yeah. Way to go, Harlan. Friend of the show. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, that, that was fucking obvious as fuck. So, now, everybody, this is a, one of the most controversial, because, like, this, a lot of controversies came out of this episode. So, they have Saray. Saray has now have a new gimmick where she's a schoolgirl and she has this sun lantern. And it was like, the funny part was like, a lot of people went immediately with like, WWE super racist. And a lot of the fans pushed back was like, they did that with Maki Ito and Riho on AEW. So you can't criticize AEW fans was like, uh, 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 that was, that was your pushback. <laughs> the funny part about this was like, everybody was like, they're having her as an aging schoolgirl in this. And I heard what she said, everything she said, and she was like, this amulet son gives me powers. And the first thing I said, are you, are you people that fucking stupid? Maybe you are. Maybe you people are that fucking stupid that you have never heard of a magical girl. If you've never heard of a fucking magical girl, you people are very stupid. Because a magical girl is basically a Serena from Sailor Moon. And you don't know nothing about magical girls, like the girls that dress like schoolgirls but have superpowers from a necklace or some weird ass shit. You've never heard of the magical girls. You guys are that fucking old and out of touch of everything in the fucking world that you just go, oh, they're doing schoolgirls because people like schoolgirls. The anime weebs that I know was like, dude, they're doing fucking Sailor Moon. Oh shit. Just like, see, weebs get it. <laughs> fucking old ass people trying to don't know shit trying to steal Christmas from Jesus <laughs> shit <laughs> so then we get Legato del Fantasmo versus Malik Blade and Idris Anofe and you're like eh, of course of course you know Legato del Fantasmo yeah of course Legato del Fantasmo is gonna win uh-uh. What? How? Malik Blade and Ezer said no fair win. How? How? Fucking what's his face? Uh interfere. Fucking Braun Baker came in pretty safe, like carried him like uh like took it back like a fucking baby. He just mm-hmm. got distracted, roll up, one, two, three. Basically, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, and it was like, what the fuck, dude? I was just like, what? How? Like, all of this shit was happening. I'm like, how? Like, it was a lot of wins that I was not expecting. 
like even if they took away Santa, you still had Electra out there. So like you mm-hmm. still had a fucking like a uh, 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 distraction and whatnot, you know. So like mm-hmm. I, I don't see how they still are. Exactly. Fucked up. We had fucking Solo Sokoa say that he wants to face Boa in a street fight next week, and it's like, okay. Then he's like, you got your makeup? I got mine. And then he put, like, some Samoan war paint on. Mind you, his other side's, like, burned from the fucking, like, burn from last week, I about to say yesterday. Yeah. So Dakota Kai be a Rita Reyes' friend. I do not know her name. I will find out eventually. Dakota Which Kai is, is the first ever like Mexican-born um, to the be the, the um, person that um, Dakota Kai beat up. Okay. I forgot her name, but Dakota beat the shit out of her. Didn't they see Raquel Gonzalez in the back and Mercedes or? What is her name? Michaela asked her, hey, what are you going to do with your partner? And before she can finish, friend of the show, Corey Jade, shows up and says, hey, listen, I'm supposed to get the title next, not you. And Raquel's like, no, I'm getting the title next. So they're going to fight. Yeah. And it was really, like, it was really weird because, like, this actually sparked my thing that another friend of the show, Roxy, is reportedly going to WWE. And it's so fucking hilarious. It's so fucking hilarious that after I say it to everybody that this is happening, everybody finally starts fucking reporting this. Because two weeks ago, when I fucking said, yo, Roxy is doing farewell shows. She dropped the title. She's just fading away in existence. No one does farewell shows unless they go into AE. Like, if they're going to AEW, she's going to the E. Everybody's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. What? No, don't know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, the reports start coming out. Roxy's going to WWE. It's like, oh, who the fuck reported on that first? Who reported on it with fucking inside knowledge like she was going to fucking WWE? Who did? Me. Huh. <laughs> But everybody else is like had to jump on their YouTube channel and say, she's going to WWE, WWE interested in indie talent, former Ring of Honor champion. It's like, yeah, but she didn't know that until I said it. But it's fun. Boyaka. So we had this amazing match between Walter and Roderick Strong. Fucking awesome ass match. This match is great. And fucking Walter. Fucking like match of the fucking year. And the fucking year just started. Yeah, it was really good. And Walter beat Roger Strong. And friend of the show, Sam goes. Winner of the match, Walter. Stop right there. Walter tells her, stop. And he says, the name is Gunter. And before he can finish, Diamond Mine comes out to attack him. Then Imperium attacked them. So it's a big three-on-three brawl. Walter said his name was Gunter. It was funny. It was very funny because earlier in the day, they trademarked a name Gunter Stark, which is a fucking Nazi name. A Nazi name. 
That is really fucked up. A fucking Nazi submarine going to stop. And they were going to give it to fucking Walker. Then everybody lost their shit and was like, this company is so out of touch. This company is horrible. This company is supporting Nazis doing that. Oh, I can't believe they did that. And I'm not going to go full boss of the wall and like WWE save like, oh no, they didn't know. It could have been a thing. No, they, they should have fucking did their research before they did it. Like 100%. You should have did your fucking research. Like not even joking. Do your fucking research before you do some dumb shit like that. So WWE thought it through and was like, nah, we're not going to put the last name. We're just going to call him Gunther. And it's funny because everybody made immediately jokes when they was like, oh, is this Gunther? Like some people, I don't, I've never watched the show and I know somebody's going to criticize me. Like the show Friends, they had a barista named Gunther and like everybody is joking about that. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Like, I have no idea where it's from. I'm like, I don't know. But it's just like, people went from, oh my God, this is so bad, to, okay, we're making jokes. Fucking Walter tweeted about it. Gunter. And Finn commented right under there, was like, dude, everybody hated Finn. I was like, true. We did, like, well, I did, because I had a fucking conniption when he changed his name to fucking Finn. But, like, yeah, it, it grows on you. And I know people are, like, still with the little, yeah, but it was Nazi stuff. And it's like, yeah. true. Like, true. But it wasn't like they went full on and just like, no, we're still keeping it. Total Nazi. It's like, they, they kind of fixed it. They kind of retconned it. I was like, all right, we're dropping the last name. It's just going to be going to. I'm like, all right. All right, that makes it a little better. Yeah. How? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Honestly, I don't care. And what I mean by that is, like, that they had done much worse. Like, you know, and like knowingly done much worse. Like, remember yeah. when Vince actually said the fucking N word? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, it's like watching a fucking show. Like, shows have, like, they, they, they pick Nazis and stuff like that all the time, whatever. People want realism. That's as real as it gets. Like, honestly, I would have went all, all in on it if it was me. Controversy creates cash, allegedly, so. Yeah, like, I'm, to be honest, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I would like I wouldn't have done it like it like to be honest, like just being full transparency, like Walter's mm-hmm. actual name, his actual live name is a Nazi name, a former Nazi name. Like his yeah. full entire name is Nazi. Like Walter, like something is like it's an actual fucking Nazi name. And it's like, okay. I kinda like, thought that, but like I figured you would know. Yeah, like I thought yeah. like his original gimmick had to be a Nazi. No, not even his original gimmick. His like birth, like out of the womb, was like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna oh. give you this whole name. His, his actual whole name is literally a Nazi name. You look up his name, his whole name, like his, I think it's like Walter Humpson something or something like that. You look up his name, 
it gives you two options. It gives you the wrestler or the Nazi. There's no in between. Like, it's literally, that's his real name. Like, he shortened it because he's like, yeah, I know, it's it's Nazi, I'm just gonna be Walter. And it's like, okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, I just think for a company that's, like, so PG and so super, like, on the nose, trying to be, like, everything, like, trying to be, like, out there for the world to see and be like, yay, we're kids. Like, just be like, yeah, just if you just put that name out there, everybody's gonna criticize you. But like, don't do it. Like you should have. Like you should have took ten seconds ago. I'm going to Google this. I'm going to Google this name and see what comes up. And like, oh shit, this is wrong. They did after they caught the backlash because whoever was in charge was like, ah, this is a great name. No one did the research because the person who was actually supposed to do the research skipped that part and was like, no, I'm just going to send this in. Who gives a fuck? And when they figured it out, it was like, oh shit, we're, we're about to get fucked. We're like, all right, we dropped last name. It just was it just was bad because it's like the person never did the research. And like everybody's blaming WWE just like directly like, we're blaming Vince for this. And it's like, Vince is like the most far removed motherfucker of this whole entire situation. What do you mean? Like it was just the person, whoever was doing it, it just was the person. Like who So like right? Yeah, it's like everybody jumped right to Vince and like, no, it's his fault. He always does racist shit. And it's like, Doug, it's just the trademark. They didn't go along with it. If they would have went with it, then everybody could have been like, Yeah. They're totally racist. They totally was like, nah, we're not going to touch it. We're going to take this off. We're still changing the name of Gunter. Then everybody had a connection that Walter changed his name, but it's like, it's WWE. You know what the fuck they're going to do. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah, not time they changed people's names anywhere. Could have been worse. They could have went with Adolf. Listen, I was like, I was, at first, I was kind of like, Nah, man, they should do that to Walter. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, whatever. And Cody had a like, Cody had a joke in his promo. Was like, yeah, like we're not gonna change your name because he's talking about how Brody King showed up and there was another Brody. He's like, yeah, we're not gonna change your name. Yeah, it was mighty funny that even Meltzer was like, I think they're gonna change his name because you can't have two Brodies. But you guys just like, nah, we, we never were going to change his name. Meltzer was the first one like, nah, they're going to change his name. But okay. Hi, Dave. No, hi, Dave. But yeah, it was like, it was, that's how, that's how everybody was thinking. So it was like, yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay with the name because I really don't don't give a shit. Like, if Walter, like, if Walter's angry with the name, that's a that's a different story. That's where I'm, that's where I draw the line. Walter's angry. Oh fuck that. Fuck WWE at that point. This right now is like, I don't care. I don't care. If Walter's not angry. If Walter even like seemed like he's not angry. So because he seemed like he's not angry, it's like I'm not angry. I don't care. He even changed his Twitter name at this point. So, yeah, like I said, 
I I don't care. Like if Walter's fine with it, I don't care because like I don't I don't really give a shit. As long as it wasn't the Nazi name, I don't give a shit right now. I don't give a shit right now. If it was the if it was the whole name, I'd be like WWE's out there fucking mind there and saying fucking kill him. I don't know, like the bylaws of WWE and all that, but I don't think he like mandatorily had to change his Twitter name. No, no, no. You do. You do. You have you to don't? change your Twitter name if you change oh. your name. Because oh. like they're the ones who make sure you get the check mark and all of that. And yeah, that shit has to be, that has to be all in sync. Oh, okay. So yeah, like I said, I, I, it's it's a non-issue now. Like when it first happened, it was a total issue. It's a non-issue. Twenty-four hours later, it's like eh, who gives a shit? Like they're like they're a horrible company. They need to own everything. They're very insecure about their own stuff. We have to own everything, every part of you, including your name. So, yeah, like I said, I, I understand. Don't don't really give a shit. Who cares? Like I'm still surprised they never changed AJ Styles' name. It it was too it was too big of a name. You couldn't do it. Yeah, no, but like, they you know, no one them. They would have tried, you know. Yeah, and I'm like I'm reporting this here. I heard that he secretly signed a second contract so he signed an extension AJ AJ yeah AJ signed an extension so that's okay okay so yeah that's what about the Walter thing if he comes out next week with full on Nazi gear like yeah burn this fucking company to the ground yeah And like, especially with the Saray thing happening, like, right before this, where, like, yeah. the like the dumb people who know, like, like, not even enough about the Japanese culture just automatically was like, they're going schoolgirls. It's like, you've never seen anime. What the fuck? And I know somebody out there is like, well, anime isn't for children. Anime, that's like, anime is not for fucking children. Anime is grown adult animation it's not for children it's not hentai but it's not for children hentai is the fucking porn version of anime anime is literally a fucking real long ass story that like fucking violent and crazy and insane for like adults and there's adults that fucking like it but you old people are just sitting there like I don't know what Japanese is, and this is this is offensive. Like, oh god, fucking losers! Like they're watching Deadpool in fucking like animation form. Yes, isn't yes, and I I hate how like I always said it. I hate how out of touch a lot of people are, but they're so out of touch that they make this podcast the number one podcast in the whole entire world because. We hit the demos, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Ha! Demo gods. Woo! 